Friday night fixtures go absolutely bananas. Avondale keep on rolling. A manager bites the dust and we bench the wheel of misfortune and unleash our good friend George. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for episode 8 of the Semi-Pro Potty. me hearties welcome to episode eight of the semi-pro potty william chambers your host every week joined by a freshly relegated branson gibson i'll tell you what mate you didn't waste any time bringing that up about All right, that's 15 it. seconds yeah 15 seconds well that's not too bad let's get it out of the way yes fulham relegated yeah Very sad very sad, a little shock. Yeah. No, nah, but that doesn't make it any less painful, you know, just because you know it's going to happen. You kind of still always have that little bit, maybe we won't, maybe we'll do something. No. Yeah. Gone. No. Um, sad. Hopes and dreams dashed. If, uh, pretty much. If you follow us on Instagram as well, take <laughs> a look because there was a magic moment where Branson oh. forgot that Fulham were playing and woke up and checked the results and it was confirmed. So I actually captured photographic evidence of the exact moment Branson acknowledged that Fulham were relegated. Well, I checked the fixture. I thought it was a weekend fixture. I didn't, we played Watford this morning, and I thought it was a weekend game, so I, you know, wasn't oh. too fast, and apparently not midweek, and that's it. You're having a shocker of a morning. It has made my morning better. I, I'm, it's, I'm, I feel great. I'm glad one of us is happy, mate. But, obviously, that aside, we've got so much football to get through, because this was ridiculous weekend, but before we jump into it, Let's do the kit bag. Branson, what have you got on today? Well, I am wearing, last week, sorry, going back a little bit, wore our first NPL kit, Green Gully. This week, sticking with the theme, and I have on league-leading Avondale's kit, 2019 kit. I like it, I'll be honest. Not as exciting as Green Gully's, but they've gone for the classic blue look, and, I mean, it's clean, it's sharp. It is. Can't argue with that. I've kind of got a, I've, I've got a hatred for Puma kits. They're normally pretty trash. Yep. Um, but as far as it goes, I'm, I'm happy with this Avondale one. And look, and I think it's an important one of going, like, is this going to be a, you know, championship winning um, Avondale kit? Could well be. Yeah. Could well be. Um, so, look, we'll see where we go with that one. But it is a lovely kit, littered with sponsors, as I like in semi-professional football. Of course, but uh, I do quite like it. What about you, Will? You've gone for the blue theme as well. What do you I wearing? have. I've got a bit of a treat. So, I went um, op shopping in... Um, I think it was South Melbourne, and I stumbled upon a jacket of a semi-professional football club in Australia, and I went, what the ruddy hell is this doing here? It's a Florida Athena jacket. Right. Now, for those of us who don't know where Florida Athena are from... Florida Athena, very... um, I wouldn't... I mean, is famous the right word? They're a Western Australian... um, Semi-professional football club. Yeah. Good history. Yeah. Steeped in, you know... Greek history? Greek history, Surely. yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, very proud club over in the West there. Yep. So, was very happy to get my hands on this, you know, what is this yeah, Western Mel- Australian club Mel- jacket doing in South Melbourne? Well-travelled jacket all the way uh, across the Nullarbor, I think is what it is. Yes. So, I am very happy with um, very happy with that at this stage. Looks good. Um, kit bag. Love it. Love what we're wearing. Wrap it up. Very happy with it. Happy we no longer have to talk about it because now we can just turn to football. And Friday, oh my God, what an evening of football. Absolute 
amazing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I almost lost for words. Four games, four spectacular fixtures. Not one for the defenders. No, no, no. But one for all the football fans, all the NPL fans. What a Friday night it was. So we had yeah. four fixtures on. Mm-hmm. And I think combined there was something like 23 goals yeah. in four games. Yeah. I've also just realised I've done that math off the top of my head, so probably quite incorrect. It's so weird. When everyone on this podcast, we cannot do basic mathematics. But, um, you know, let's find out if that's correct or false. Um, let's jump into it. For mine, I think I sort of dubbed it match of the round, the dandy derby. Branson, you had a close look at this one. I mean... Try and talk us through this absolute <laughs> calamity of a game. Well, I mean, to start off with it, I mean, holy cow. Yeah. Holy cow. 4-3, Dan and Ong Thunder win, 4-3, after being down 3-0. I mean, comeback of the season, surely, surely. Yeah. I mean, Dan and Ong City came out firing at home, you know, bottom of the table, something to prove, local derby, great time to make a statement, first top flight dandy derby. Got off to a great start. Zach Thompson opened the scoring with a lovely volley that uh, crept past underkeeper Piers Clark. Dean Piemonte doubled the lead mm-hmm. shortly after, you know, 2-0 Thunder after 20 or so minutes. Looking really good. Uh, City's first half domination seemed complete when James Kelly made it 3-0 in the 40th minute. They would have been feeling great, loving it. Yeah, it was a, it was an absolutely explosive start. Um, Could, I just, couldn't have got much better. No, and it was both teams... Both teams were at it very early on, but, I mean, Jesus Christ, Daniel City just... Like, where did that come from? Well, so, going back to Fulham slightly, there's a, full, a saying among Fulham fans of Fulhamish, which is just when Fulham find a way to just... Turn it on. Oh, no, opposite. Do right, something awful. Off, yes. So, this was very Dandenong City-ish. Okay. So, up 3-0, just before the break, and they kind of... Opened the game up a little bit for the Thunder. Gave them an avenue to get back in. A sloppy turnover, playing out of the back. Gifted the Thunder a goal right before the break. Uh, Brandon Barnes was the one who ended up capitalising on the chance to close things up right before the break. So that little goal just gave the Thunder, you know, a glimmer of a chance. You go into the sheds with a a little bit of a different talk, don't you? Well, absolutely, you know, from 3-0 down to 3-1 and, like, I don't know, it would be so weird because you go into the sheds, you go, mate, we're up 3-1, but you would feel like City would have gone into the sheds feeling worse than Thunder in a way because Thunder would have been Mm. like, all right, here we go, boys, we got one back, we can do this. City would have gone in, I reckon... Don't know, but I would have thought with like that sort of niggling, like oh, here well, it comes. Well, a two goal lead's dangerous. We all know a two goal lead is dangerous, um, and it did prove to be dangerous. It, it did, it did. So after the, I mean, like a goal like that right before the break, always good for the Thunder or for any team to get. And in this case, you know, momentum swung their way or started swinging their way a little bit, and once it started swinging, it stayed swung mm. because the Thunder came out storming. Get it? Thunder storming home. The weather was mildly inclement. Well done. Yes. And, 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 and you know what? Well, so they came storming back yeah. in the second half. Yes. Uh, Very good, Brad. Yes. Sorry, I feel like yeah. I'm not giving you enough credit for that, that thing that you're expect- really driving I home there. I was expecting more, but that's all right. Anyway, so Peter Scapidi's pounced on a rebound from a Brandon Barnes shot to make it 3-2 before Christian Cavello scored a cracking yeah, equaliser. That was, like, I mean, this is a hard one to say goal of the round, but, like, it's up there. This one stays hit. Exactly. And it's it's great call. Up there for goal of the round, just because, you know, blasted it, laced it through it. 
left uh, City goalkeeper Kyle Kennedy high and dry, didn't move. High and dry, is that another weather pump? It, because it, it was w- raining, Branson. It wasn't, but good. <laughs> high and dry on a rainy wet night, had no chance. I mean, maybe you didn't see it, maybe it might have no, taken a slight It's, it's going in, like, yeah. if that's on target, yeah. it's going in. So 3-3, back to 3-3, unbelievable. Then in the 91st minute, Thunder's remarkable comeback was uh, was complete when Kieran Dover smashed home a lovely low cross. Thunder win. Absolute scenes. I mean, yeah, unbelievable. Could, I mean, I was unbelievable. Could sort of believe it because it was very Dan and Ong City-ish. Yeah. But, but I mean, up 3-0, I'll be honest, I was watching the game. Didn't see it coming. Not at all. I, oh, actually, oh, I was really impressed with how Dan and Ong City started. Absolutely. And I've got to say as well, even how they finished. So, what, what I remember for the first game that we went to, their heads dropped very quickly. Mm-hmm. But... In that last 10 minutes, they had their, like, tails up. They were chasing the game. They weren't going, like, okay, let's settle for a draw. They were going for the win. I think there was a late chance and then one, like, hit the crossbar. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, yep. and, and so they didn't give up. So it's like, whilst they lost, it's, it's like, a really bad game to throw. Like, being 3-0 in front, you really should be closing oh. that one out. But I'm happy that they threw it by trying to win it. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's a slight positive, but... That's got to be absolutely demoralising for City. You're up three yeah. 0 at home against local rivals, and you blow it. And now they sit, they're back on bottom. Yeah. And it's like you know, what, what have they got? They haven't got anything. You're not going to have much of a better chance of getting three points than going three 0 ahead in the exactly. first half. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you know, you, I mean, you can always take little positives from games, but when you're down the bottom end of the table, you don't want positives. You want points. Yeah. And they're struggling. But great win for the Thunder. Yeah. Excellent game as well. Watch it if you can. It was brilliant. So the next game. Oh, next, the next feature of Friday about, night. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Port Melbourne 5, Hume City 1. Will, just, tell me about it. Like, in the, in whatever script was written did not get adhered to here. <laughs> you know, a, a couple of sort of... Uh, ongoing statements that I think I made is that but Port Melbourne seem to be playing well. They just weren't putting chances well, away. Well, you've and, been a fan of Port Melbourne. You've, you've suggested that the way they've been playing is better than their later than the results. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And what Hume City have been playing very well. You know, they've been kind of one of those teams that's been like hard to break down, and mm-hmm. they've been quite methodical with their build up and their play. And technically, they look quite strong. And that just did not happen. Um, so look, it seems like Port Melbourne did just get sick of not scoring and just decide to pile on a lot, but. Look, there was shocking weather. Um, both the Hume City defence and the commentator, Joey Lynch, were having an absolute mare that night. So the, uh, <laughs> the commentator was uh, out in the rain, pretty much, and he's like, look, I, I can't see much. I've got glasses, and they're just getting, <laughs> getting rained on constantly. Very so, semi-professional. Very, a very, very difficult night, so well done for um, sticking through that. Um, it, we're early on. Look, if we go through the play-by-play, look, we're um, for Hume pulled off two great early saves. One of them was from a penalty. Um, Superb save. Yeah, really, really good saves early on. You sort of look at that and you're like, oh, wow, okay. Unfortunately, though, you saved the penalty and then... Well, Parried it out. It gets uh, nodded home by... Well, not nodded home, tucked home by Danny Clark. Um, then the second goal was um, poked home by Chesnick after uh, running through the Hume City defence to get them... To, <laughs> sorry, not running. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was, you know, classic sort of just parking cone defending there. Um uh, so that put them 2-0 up at half-time, and they looked good, you know. Port Melbourne just looked really good. So 2-0 up at half-time, come out the sheds, 
Um, Chesnick scores another another goal. It was a cracking header. It was unmarked from six yards out, though. Look, it was a great because of space. Oh, it was just like it's a regulation ball. Like as a defender, you're expecting the ball to come in then, and for, to be six yards. Well, you said out. A couple, you said a couple of times one of the analogies you used could could have a cappuccino biscuit. He could have had a cappuccino biscuit. He could have baked oh, a cake. God, he could have he boiled could have, the kettle from cold water. Or, he could have like he could know, have walked put it in a teapot, yeah. walked up a mountain, fetched the water from a fresh yeah. spring. <laughs> yeah, defrosted it from a glacial yeah. freeze. Yeah. You know, all of these things. Yep. So it was just, I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, uh, so after that, you know, so that was I think three nil. Then James Brown actually got a goal back um, to sort of take it to 3-1, uh, surging into the box. It was actually a really nice sort of ball in, but he has just made a great run deep from midfield. Got on the end of it. Again, parking kind of defending this time from Port Melbourne. So Hume sort of... You could think that Hume kind of got themselves back in on it, but it uh, didn't eventuate. Beakers killed any chance of a comeback. Um, got the toe on the end of a lovely cross. Um and then there was a 5-1 score to, I think it was a Yuta Kanagaya. Um, he scored, took it to 5-1. That was a bit of an overhit cross, but this again, terrible defending. It was just the, the story of this game was really the poor defending from Hume. Um, Port Melbourne weren't much better. They definitely had their problems. But like, well, uh, they took their chances. They and totally one, took their chances. And one thing about Port, so they scored more goals in this game than they had scored in the entire season leading up to it combined. Bonkers. So like before this, they'd only scored four, and then they roll out, and they, yeah. and, and they put five away. And it was weird on where I always felt like goals were in them, but it was like, well, where are they going to come from? And, you know, there were different goal scorers throughout this game, so yep. it still kind of doesn't answer that, but, like, it was very positive play by them. They got a lot of their sort of um, ball out of midfield, out into wide areas, balls into the box, like, just... Put it in the mixer. It's, it's then Hume City's job to clear it, and they just didn't. On well, and just going actions. back to Hume City, on top of the league after two rounds, they're now starting to falter a little bit. I think in their last five games, they've only come away with a win and a draw, so yeah. four points out of a possible fifteen. Not great. And I mean, they win, they win the week before five one against Dandenong City, and then back it up with a five one loss. Yeah, I mean, so. So we know consistency is a problem in this league, but I mean it was in particularly for them. Just did not I did not see this coming. No, uh, at all. No, nope. um, nope. totally agree. Uh, so look, that was really interesting. Great game. A Friday night bonkers, pandemonium kind of league fixture that we had. Bentley Greens three, Oakley Cannons two, Branson. Another one in yeah. the, the absolute masterclass of Friday. Yeah, well, this game, to be honest, uh, I was watching this as well as watching the Dan and Ong City game. And, of course, you know, with all the live streaming, they're giving us the updates of the score. And it really seemed like this one, the Bentley-Oakley one, was a bit of a fizzer compared to the other Friday night fixtures. <laughs> I mean, like, like you know, they're doing live crosses and, you know, everything's happening. Dan and Ong City are scoring for fun. Port are scoring for fun. You know, drama everywhere else. Uh, Bentley controlled the first half. Uh, Matt Thurtell netted a brace for the Greens and they went up 2-0 at the break. Seemed all pretty stock standard, you know. Bentley, good team. Oakley languishing down the bottom. You know, nothing too surprising there. Uh, I don't know what happened in the sheds. Maybe the coaches just had a little chat to the players and said, hey, guys, just so you know, we've heard the other games are pretty exciting. This one's a bit... You need to lift your game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other games are a bit exciting. This one's a bit We've boring. got paying ticket holders yeah, here that you like, need you know, to really entertain. They, they came out here to watch in the rain. Let's give them something to... Uh, I don't know, something, something value for money, give them yeah. something to get excited about. 
I don't know. I don't know what happened, but the second half, far more exciting. Uh, Oakley's uh, Thomas Matthews was sent off in the 60th minute, and it seemed like that would sort of wrap the game up. Oakley down two goals, all of a sudden down a man, uh, but Bentley decided it wasn't really fair for Oakley to be uh, to be down a man, so they decided to even things up. Uh, Marco Jankovic... Which is really nice. It's a really nice thing to it, do. Consider yeah. it. Clubs should do it more often. Uh, Marco Jankovic was given his marching orders for a second yellow card, gave away a foul right at yeah. the top of the box. Joe guess for Oakley, stepped up, smashed the free kick home. Yeah, it was a weird one where I'm not sure if the wall was placed poorly or the goalkeeper hasn't got his angles right but it didn't look like it curled around the wall it looked like it was just hit yeah. straight and hard yeah. and into the goal and like it, it and it's close like that's a really it was one of those yeah, things exactly. like, yeah. is this a bit too close well top of the box yeah so and i think the key as well is like you know you you say did a player mean to score you always look at the player's reaction yeah uh, in this case i was watching the goalkeeper and Sometimes when, you know, there's a curling free kick over the wall that they can't see, they can't get to, they don't move. Yeah. The Bentley keeper sort of went to dive and then it was past him. Yeah. So he didn't. So, yeah. like, he sort of saw it and then he went to move yeah. and then by the time he would have left, it had already hit the back of the net. Which so, makes me think just the angles were completely not right for that one because if you can straight hit a shot from, you know, 20 yards... Yeah past a wall and into the goal like that the wall was not doing its job there yeah, but don't know what happened there not but a goalkeeper not a footballer yeah. could be completely wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly anyway great goal from Joe Guest and you know what it gave Oakley all of a sudden they're in with a chance here 10 men down a goal uh, then things got a little bit more interesting. <laughs> Jacob Alexander for Bentley was shown a straight red for failing Guest in the box yeah Penalty, Milos Lucic uh, converted the spot kick all of a sudden, 2-2 Oakley. Bentley down to 10, uh, sorry, down from 10 men to 9 men. Yeah, ridiculous. And then, you know, in the space of not a lot of time, the flip script from, you know, Oakley looking consigned, consigned to getting nothing to all of a sudden 2-2 two, 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 two in that upper man. Mm. And you're going, look, they could push for a winner here. They could steal a point. Um, excellent stuff for Oakley. Come back, you know, sort of out of nowhere. Seemed really good. But uh, it didn't last. In the 90th minute, nine-man Bentley pushed forward and Arnold Sue... You've got to say it with, like, confidence. 100%. (laughs) I like the code. Anyway, Arnold, let's just go Arnold, uh, pulled off a remarkable, what looked like a very spectacular little backhill flick. I'm definitely calling it a backhill. I I reckon it was. Yeah. 100% little backhill flick, found its way across the goal line in the 90th minute. Very clever finish. It's a very clever finish. Absolutely. All of a sudden, Bentley up 3-2. That's the points. Yep. Win the game. Out of nowhere. Bananas. You know, nine men, ten men... 2 nil up, 2-2 two, two down. Normally we talk of like seesawing battles in terms of scoreline. This was seesawing in scoreline and numbers of players on the pitch. Yeah, well, it's weird because <laughs> ben, well, Bentley seemed to blow the lead, then Oakley seemed to blow it, and then you know, Bentley, Bentley went away. Moment of, moment of individual brilliance. Like, have a look at the highlights because the goal is really clever. Um, it's just one of those fizz balls in across the box, and it's like, you've overrun it, but, you know, dash a yep. heel at it, yep. and it just... Leaves. I think there was a defender sort of on the line that was never going to get to it because you just don't expect it. And it no. was just a brilliant goal. And it's a hard loss to swallow for the Cannons. I yeah. mean, we talked about it. They're playing Heidelberg and Bentley. If they'd had a win and a draw, four points from those two fixtures mm. would have been huge. Yeah. I mean, one one win is yeah. still good. Con- still very good. Considering it was their first win of the season. But, I mean, after that result against Bentley, it still feels like they're coming off second best. You know, yeah. a good win against Heidelberg should have got at least a point, and they didn't, so I feel like they would be 
regretting not getting more yeah. from those two fixtures. Yeah, totally. Um, and they're still second bottom. So, not great, but we'll see how they go. Next game. Last one of the Friday night. Oh, God. Pasco Vale Kingston. Somehow, Tell me about it. Yeah, somehow the most boring game of the night was a 4 1 yeah. win to Pasco Vale. Yeah. Who knew? We would have gone into the sheds being like, yeah, cool match of the round, yeah, boys. Four, and one, then just seen the other yeah, scores. Yeah, yeah. Christ on a bike. Yep. Um, look, this one was actually kind of pretty straightforward. It was the Davy Van Ship Show. Um, what a player. What a name. What a guy. Yeah, Peter Crouch lookalike. Are you? Are I reckon. So. He scored a hat trick. Um, it's probably not the most classic of hat tricks. He, he scored a charge down goal, which yeah, came off his blatant handball. Um, well, yeah. So for those who haven't seen it, you know, goalkeeper's got the ball. We've seen this a couple of times. Mm. Goes to clear it and then kicks it straight into Van Skip, who yeah. I mean, his arms sort of out. Yeah. A so Cav- Cavalieri's got the ball and he's just sort of trying to pass out from defence. Puts his laces through it and it. Straight into Van Schip. David Van Schip is running in front of the ball to, to, to block it, but yep. he blocks it with his arm. And the referees don't do anything. Yep. He then sprays and then he it, goes in. Extremely so. hard to tell from the referees. But, again, I'm putting this down to the goalkeeper. You should, As the keeper, you should never let that happen. <gasps> oh, we're going to really start this conversation again, Branson. No, we'll, we'll keep it short. Good, def- good A good striker will always charge down the Absolutely. goalkeeper. But, got the goal, to, yeah. but the goalkeeper's got to do better. He's got to be smarter than that. Yeah. Got to be smarter, if, I reckon. If Davey Van Schip's hand isn't there, it gets cleared perfectly. Yeah. Like, you put yourself in that situation. <laughs> anyway, anyway, keep going, um, keep going. Yes, we, we got, we'll do an entire episode on yes, this. Yeah, That's right. one thing I'm very passionate about. Keep it about. rolling, let's go. Um, so, there's a handball. First goal, you'd feel a little bit of grief going 1-0 um, down as um, Kingston City at this stage. Um, but then there was a second chip from... Well, there was a chip oh. from Davy Van Schip. Oh. Now, it's one of those ones where is it a mishit cross or is it a chip? There's players running into the back post and he's kind of put it in there and it's chipped the goalkeeper. Yep. Mm. I always say it's down to the celebration. Yep. Yep. Now, and what do you reckon? Now, he stops, puts his arms out. Yep. Is that a I'm a hero or is that a how did that go in, shrug your shoulders kind of thing? What do you reckon? I personally, at first, I thought that it was intentional. Yep. Now that I think about it, I think he's mishit it. You reckon? Yeah. I definitely need to miss it now. Don't think... <laughs> because, okay, so if he had started yeah, yeah. turning his back and running towards the bench while yeah. the ball's in midair, what? 100% And we've seen Davey loves a bit of a celebration. Yeah, he like, does. Like a bit of yeah. a dance move. Didn't quite pull that out. But anyway, I mean, you'd take it. Yeah. So, um, 2-0. Then there was... Uh, the third one was like another poor clearance. Look, the ball... They were just trying to play out from the back way too much. Kingston City, and I'm not sure if it was just the weather. Um, you know, that just didn't help. So... You know, Davy Van Ship, you know, pulled off another chip. I think the ball was cleared. It took a sort of straight to a, um, uh, straight to, I can't remember who it was, but it was straight to a Pasco Vale player. It falls to Davy Van Ship, the keeper's off his line, he just chips the keeper. So that was his sort of hat trick as a, as a cohort. But there was a really nice goal in there, actually, um, from Georgeopolis. Um, I'd probably argue that was maybe goal of the game. Yep. Um, so Georgeopolis, um, gets on the end of it, uh, Kingston were just persisting on passing out from the back, but they were losing possession way too easily. Georgopoulos pounced, um, bought himself a little bit of space, 30 yards out, and curls it in with the left foot. Goalkeeper's lovely. Picked the right way to dive, dived as far as he can, and he doesn't get anywhere Curled near it, it around him. Um, so, look, it was a, a really sort of... Four really good goals from um, Pasco Vale. Uh, I think the goal from... Oh, goal from Kingston City came like the 27th minute, but they were never in it. Um, Kingston City just they were the architects of their own demise here it was a 
bad night to be, I think, passing the ball out from defence from a, a weather perspective. And, and they did a pretty poor job of doing it as yeah. well. Like, the execution just wasn't there. Credit to Pascal Bell, though. Yes. The reason why that I think they turned over the ball so much and, and this passing out from defence didn't work was that the tempo with which Pascal Vale played. Yep. Yep. So they just did not give Kingston City players time on the ball. Yep. And it and showed by a lot of the turnovers. And they forced errors. And that's when we talk about, you know, going back to the charge down. Yep. If the striker doesn't do that... Yeah, it's an easy pass out. That from, doesn't yep. happen. And... You make your own luck. Yeah, it's a weird one because Cavalieri, uh, the um, the Kingston City goalkeeper, had a good one last week, uh, and I think he's a really good goalkeeper. But he let himself down in this one a lot, so yeah. it's, it's probably a combination of him and his defence. But wasn't there not? You know, four-one win to Pasco Vale. I think any other week this probably would have been the one that we speak about at yeah. most yeah. because it was a, a hat trick from a really good player and <laughs> well, another cracking goal from well, Georgeopolis well, but somehow reckon Van- it does not even make it the best well, game of the I night. reckon Van Schip was just really mad that someone other than him scored last week <laughs> yeah. so he's gone alright lads here we go I'm going to score a hat trick this week yeah. rolling so that, that was all four of the Friday night fixtures. Oh, as okay, we can take a break now. Well, oh. Sort of a little bit, because we've still got a few... Well, another couple of good games on Sunday. I know, it really didn't ease up, did it? No, Avondale, Melbourne Knights, top of the table clash. Plenty of spice in this one. We went to it. Will, tell me about it. Um, plenty of hype around this one. You know, Melbourne Knights putting out that presser last week about supporters not... Uh, urging supporters not to attend. They were going to have a watching party. Um... Uh, look, I'm not sure what the watching party was like, but look, there was a, a sizable portion of um, uh, of Melbourne Knights supporters there, so that was kind of good to see because it, it just yeah, adds yeah. to it adds to the excitement of the game, and the, yeah. you know, for all intents and purposes, it was I think well behaved from both supporters. Yeah, and a few of them did turn up. I imagine though, had it been a regular fixture or had they the club not decided or the fans not decided to come, I imagine a lot more would have been there. Yeah, but you know, there was still a few, and it added you know. Added, added something to him, totally. Exactly. Um, and look, it was a top-of-the-table clash, so even before the ball had been put down on the centre circle and, and kick-off had happened, you know, there was a lot of excitement around this one. This was really looking at, you know, who's going to stake their claim yeah. on that sort of... And before the game even started, it's a game of the season contender. We might yeah. not see another top-of-the-table clash this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, look, as they do, Avondale scored early. Um, Stefan Valentini opened the scoring in the second minute, I think it was. Um, there was a great run down the left from Stefan Zini, who was fast becoming one of my favourite players uh, to watch in the league. He I like is... it because he's also exceptionally quick. Fast becoming one of your favourite ah, players. He's very fast himself. Didn't even think of that. That is a cracker. Yep. Well done. Well done, Will. Um, no, <laughs> well, no, team effort. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, look, the, he, Stefan Zini played a lovely ball back across Valentini, just tapped it in. Yep. Probably sort of along the six-yard line, maybe a little bit closer to the goal line. Yeah, goalie came out to Zinni, empty just, net. Just screams of Avondale starting the game with pace and vigour. You know, like they, they're not slow. They don't sort of just like ease into the game. They just a mazy run down the wing, yep. ball across, great run at the back post. And I know it's weird to say when Avondale scored in like the second minute, but it actually seemed like the Knights started the better team. Like they kicked off so the like, yeah, the, 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 like it's, so it's a ridiculous statement, but you're actually yeah, correct because the Knights had the ball and they saw, yeah. you know knocking about with a bit of purpose. They launched the goal came from Avondale's goal came from a counter attack. So yeah. it, it seemed like the Knights in the first minute came st- out the block even yeah, better. Yeah, and then Avondale said, "No, nah, see you later." Yeah, One look, I mean, after that, it was a pretty tight first half. It was a real... It was a top-of-the-table battle, and it was really good in terms of the quality of play that was on. Um, real slugfest, real yeah, tight, hard yeah. fought. Um, Knights had a great chance to equalise late in half, though. Um, great save from Chris Oldfield, so that kept the lead to 1-0. Um, 
But after that, you know, sort of heading into halftime, uh, Uskok received two yellow cards in four minutes and got himself sent off. Now, Not great. listen to the um, Melbourne Knights radio show. Yeah, the night train. Yeah, and they were calling them contentious, but they're kind of professional fouls. Yeah. Like, the, the only argument that I have is that the, the referee after the first yellow card goes, okay, if the, if the referee after that first yellow card goes, I'm booking for it, it's a silly foul, do not do any more silly fouls, yeah. then yes, the second one is... And like, that's well. So if you haven't seen, they're sort of like off the ball little. Like I think the first one was like a shirt pull yeah, or something for, for a guy. A player yeah, running through. Yeah. So the first play, one's yeah. a shirt pull that brought him down. You go. Yep. Yeah, that's probably a yellow card. And the second one, exactly, clipping a player off the ball and isolated. That's probably a yellow yeah, card, yeah. in my opinion. I think the referee made the right decision. I don't think. I mean, too many times you hear fans or commentators, someone say, you know, if he wasn't on a yellow card, he would have already been booked for that yes, foul. Yes, exactly. So like, and so the referee has done exactly and that I mean, thing. And of, I mean, I, I get the whole the referee should have a sense of the game kind of thing, but as I reckon Uzcock or players in general have to know better oh, than do that. It's and with, I think he got, sent Matthew, off, he got sent off in the previous fixture as well yeah, between exactly. Avondale and yeah. all night. So like, the, the, well, like, it's the same as Matthews for Oakley. It's like you're on a yellow card. You know you're on a yellow yeah. card. You cannot be going in making silly challenges. It, like, and it's you've, just got to, you've just be better. Yeah. Be better. Think, yeah. Smarter. And it's a weird one, though, because as much as that put Knights down to 10 men, they started the second half really well. Um, I'm not sure if that sort of gave them a bit of a fillip to go into the sheds and, you know, really come out raring, like, we know we're, we're up against it now. But they um, they started the second half really well and actually played the majority of the second half really well. Um, so, Avondale had a sluggish start. Um, there was a goal... To Melbourne Knights. Albano. Yeah. Albano scored it, yep. Um, on the counter-attack, one-on-one. Yeah, and, and so that was um, probably, I think, well-deserved by them because they, they came out really yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but then there was a, a really quick response. Um, Utah Towns won a penalty. Liam Boland, as he does, smashed it home. Another point of contention here. I, we were at the game. I didn't notice it, but the Knights... Fans were saying that apparently Towns was in an offside position Ooh. before he won the penalty. Okay, so a li- I mean, but I didn't notice it, but I wasn't looking for it. Even <laughs> exactly. in that, I watched, had, the, I watched the highlights as well. And you can't tell from the camera angle, of course, but you know, adds a little <sighs> bit of. I'm just so glad we don't have VAR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but look, this. Yeah, I'll have a look at that because I actually hadn't considered that. Maybe, but, um, maybe, yeah, yeah. I have a look at that one. Um, Two one After Avondale. that, yep, 2-1 Avondale. Um, Avondale had an absolute, like, a panoply of chances to go 3-1 up, you know, 4-1 up. There were just chance after chance, and it looked like one of those ones where the, every chance they didn't get, it was more likely that Melbourne Knights would, would totally score. Well, well, Avondale had their second indirect free kick in as many weeks as well. I think I it was know, like three balls cleared off the line and then a yeah. couple of saves or a couple of goal lines. A couple of chances that just went wide yeah, and, and they everything. just couldn't do it. So very, very tense last 10 minutes. Um, that's probably the best atmosphere I've felt at mm. an NPL game. You know, top of the table clash. Um, missed chances from Avondale. A lot of frustration from the home teams. A lot of belief from Melbourne Knights. You know, as 10 men, can they go and do this? Um, but they did just enough to hang on Avondale. Yeah. Um, and, yep. and credit to them, you know. I mean, the Knights wouldn't be too disappointed with that. 
No way. I mean, you go, you play yeah. at Avondale. They haven't lost. They haven't even trailed yet. Yeah, they definitely did. Down to yeah. ten men, you equalised. You go behind in semi. I still think. I still think they'd be upset because I think they'd be looking at that game as they played really well. I just want to yeah. think like, what would happen if they kept. 11 men on the park. Exactly. Because I reckon if they keep 11 men on the park there, they at least get a point from this game. Highly likely. Couldn't agree more. I mean, but Avondale, they win, open up a five-point gap on top of the table, and I mean, they're just beating all comers at this stage. Still haven't trailed. Still haven't trailed. That's ridiculous. And where, you know, teams start around them have started dropping games, you know, Bentley have lost, Heidelberg have lost, the Knights have lost... They just, they just haven't. They're not dropping these points here. Yeah. So all credit to them. The Knights now fall down to third, one spot. Uh, sorry, Bentley leapfrog them, so they're one point behind Bentley. So still not the worst for them. But yeah. Next game, Heidelberg Altona. Yeah. Um, Tell me about it, Will. Look again. It's a weird one where four one is a fixture where you're like, let's talk about this one at length because it was really good. Look. It- <laughs> It was a weird one. Altona went 1-0 up early on. It was actually a very clever goal. A little bit contentious in the refereeing of it, I think. But, um, mm-hmm. look, uh, Altona sort of surging run towards the goal. Um, a foul's made. Referee pulls out a yellow card because it's a yellow card challenge. But then Altona take it quickly. And then they score from that sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. direct from, free kick. Yeah, well, from the quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a weird one because, in my mind, I've always gone, if you... As a referee, if it's a yellow card foul and the team want to take it quickly, you keep the card in your pocket and you say play on pretty quickly. Yep. But he's taken the card well, out. He's carded the player. Obviously, Heidelberg have kind of stopped for that because that's a natural stoppage. And Altona has stopped yeah. as well, yeah. But then they've started to take it quickly. So, like, I'd, I'd feel a little bit aggrieved as Heidelberg. It's a, it's a tricky one because you want to let the game flow and referees are criticised for not playing advantage more. Yeah. So, I think... But in this case, I feel... Think I'm with you, Heidelberg, yeah. Heidelberg. A little bit aggrieved because you know there's players around the referee chatting to him because someone's been booked. Yeah, and if you if you so when you book a player, you've got to you know book the player. You got to write it down in your notebook, everything along those lines. So it's like the second you do that, you kind of have to stop play. And you know Heidelberg because it was at the top of the box, so they you know all right, let's set up the wall, stand around the ball, so yeah, they yeah. kind of can't take it quicker. But yeah, anyway, um, they so bounce back. Altona, yeah, Altona. It was to no avail. Altona Magic one um, nil up, but. Um, from here on out, it was pretty much all Heidelberg. Adrian Zara showed absolute beauty. Um, he was set up by a lovely run from Ruben Way. Um, so, cut inside. Zara takes a touch. Gives himself that sort of, like, you know, foot of space. Um, slips, sort of, as he shoots. Curls it um, from the top of the box with his left foot into the goal. Delightful. Beautiful. Just beautiful. There's something about a curling finish. Yeah, just... and it just... It, it just like always good visually it just looked good you Absolutely. know the touch yep. the sort of mm-hmm. as he sort of slides into the shot lovely um, then got a penalty um, so that put Heidelberg in front so it was a nice penalty um, and Heidelberg just did not look back from there going to the sheds 2-1 up um, second half goals from Noon when the Harry Noon one was a beautiful shot actually it was sort of like on the half volley so yeah, yeah. lots of players around him not a lot of space but it's Sort of hits it on the half volley, absolutely cannons into the back of the net. Love that finish. Well done, Harry Noon. Easily could have skewed it, but he didn't. Yes, um, I would have. I would oh. have definitely shanked that. Yep. That would have gone to mm-hmm. um, I kicked... Park Lot D. I would have kicked it backwards. Ooh, back here low. Well, when you slice and you want it to go to the yeah, goal and it yeah, goes it like goes back. out for a throw in. Yeah, yeah and you're like, ah, oh, great. Yeah, we've all been there. Yep. Um, Ellis, um, score one that probably could have been cleared off the line, but you know it was an impressive performance from Heidelberg. Um, playing at home, they actually seem pretty good at home. Um, 
I'd probably say Adrian Zara was man of the match. Yep. So I, yep. I'm just seeing him run around. We've sort of spoken about him previous weeks, ex-A-League player playing in the NPL. Um, he He's very talented. He's got a lot of skill to him, that kid. And it was oh, very 100%. good to see him in a game where, you know, Tona were pretty easy to sort of get around. Yep. Um, just, just plying his trade. Big fan of Zara. Yeah. And the win for Heidelberg keeps him in touch with... You know, the Knights and Bentley, they're two points behind the Knights, yeah. three points behind yeah. Bentley, right, at, right in that, you know, yeah. top top two spot we battle. We really need to go to a Heidelberg game, calling it. We really need yeah. to get off to one. Yeah, hopefully we can get there. Haven't. Yes. Well, not hopefully, we will. Uh, well, we will, yes. tragic happens to both of us. Yes. Um, or one of us, even. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that grim topic <laughs> of discussion. Although, right. actually, no, it's a nice segue into the grim topic of discussion of South Melbourne 1, Green Gully 1. The first managerial. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, let's we'll, we'll talk about the game first, then we'll get into that because I might have a little bit of a theory. Oh, but anyway, so God, fine. One all South Melbourne Green Gully. Uh, as far as the weekend goes, a little bit of a nothing game. Uh, both teams would have felt like they could have won it. Uh, Alex Salmon opened up the scoring for uh, Gully. Fortunate from. Uh, oh, sorry, the goal was sort of. Gifted to him by uh, Matthew Fletcher. He did all the hard work, sort of flicked it onto Alex Salmon, who found himself in a paddock of space. Uh, the Englishman made no mistake in front of an empty net, rolled it home, 1-0 Green Galley. Uh, and in a trend that we've seen across this weekend and across the NPL like, as, yeah, a, as a whole... The time we've been doing this. Exactly. Um, goals. Conceding quickly after scoring. Yeah. So Green Gully go ahead and then, I don't know, a minute, two minutes after, mm-hmm. South Melbourne peg one back. I mean, Jerry Salados netting the equaliser, one all, and just a bit of a classic, you know, you go one nil up, blow it straight away. Yeah. Anyway, one all, uh, plenty of chances in the second of in the second half for both teams. Both teams, I mean, neither team, sorry, failed to capitalise. They both would have felt like they could have done better. South Melbourne probably had more of the chances. Alex yeah. Salmon had another good chance for Gully. Uh, we won't go too much into this game, partly because this week we also have a bit of a special NPL interview where we actually, uh, I sit down and have a good chat to Alex Salmon. So, I know, one of my favourite players in the league. I think yeah. I said last week that he's one of the players that I've actually just enjoyed watching You know his movement off the ball and his play. So... Um, well, we have a chat to him, talk about his season so far, chat about the Gully game in a little bit more detail, so I feel like we can sort of gloss over this one and we can get to what you hinted out. Um, which is? The managerial change. So clearly one or draw, dissing, disappointing result for both teams, mm. and it seemed to be too much for South... For there. Oh my goodness, sorry. Too much for South Melbourne. Coach Con Tang... Oh, far out. Butchered you've, that. Tangalakis? Yep. Re- you've just got to be with confidence, mate. You've, you've nailed it the second <laughs> the time. The key you've thing just got is, to... So here's the thing. I practice, and then I just muff it. Anyway, yeah. doesn't matter. Um, so he announced that he resigned. Effective immediately. Yeah. Did hear a few whispers on social media. South people saying that he didn't actually resign. But yeah. the official statement says he resigned. First managerial change of the season. Good yeah, thing for South? What do you reckon? I mean, I mean look, it, it's they, an interesting one. You, I think I said it last week, where the, in my opinion, and the, so they put a caretaker manager in for the rest of the season, yeah. um, who's already involved in the setup. I can't remember who it is, but... I, has, I, I hadn't even seen uh, that. So. so he's in the South Melbourne lineup already yeah. of, okay, of managing. Yeah. Um, I believe South American 
has got some pretty decent pedigree. It's not Roberto Carlos, is it? (laughs) Didn't they have him floating around? Imagine if they just snuck that one in. Well, well, they had him floating around for the A-League. They did, but but it's not Roberto Carlos. Um, (laughs) Disappointing. (laughs) Nice idea, though. (laughs) Um, So, uh, my argument is always, if you've got a better... You've got to get a better manager than just sacking one. But look, uh, for whatever reason... Oh, sorry, not sacking. He has retired. Yeah, resigned. Resigned, that's the one. Yeah. Um, So, look, it'll be interesting. I think the timing of it's pretty good for whatever reason, you know... If it's sort of, they've just not been that good. Well, well this disapp- season. disappointing season last year as well. Not yeah. really in the playoff hunt, and then yeah. this year, I mean, I think they're sitting like eleventh. They've got seven points, and they've just looked. They've they've had patches of yeah. of good football, but I mean, but, and now, and, but not enough. It's not the, consistent yeah, enough. I think the timing's nice. It leads into the sort of Melbourne derby coming up. The this original week. Melbourne derby. The OG Oof. original OG Oof. Melbourne derbs. Um, so, look, that's pretty much... Um... Well, well, one thing, sorry, sorry to cut you off. There is one thing that I want to touch on here. Uh, Con, Coach Con, stepped down, and this is a bit of speculation here, all brand, haven't seen anything official. <laughs> uh, a bit of speculation, all brand. All brands, <laughs> you know, complete, this could be completely wrong here. Yeah. But, so before joining South, he was the manager at Oakley, yeah, and he was the manager when he led them to the 2016 Grand Final. So now Oakley currently second last, mm-hmm. not in good shape. Only have four points from seven. That games. was the managerial change that we were probably expecting first. Correct, this season, correct, wasn't it? correct. So could Coach Con be ditching South Melbourne to then head back to Oakley, who aren't doing very well, a club where he's led them to success before? Maybe. Of all of the things you come up with, that has got a lot of substance to it. I quite like it. Good investigative I mean, journalism, Branson. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, like I, I, I don't know if there's any truth behind it, but, you know, just looking at, at oh, past history might happen. We're not into truth here. Yeah. Don't Except let, for we kind of are. Well, I remember, what was it? I studied journalism, Journalism 101. Don't let the truth get a... Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Mm, and thanks for joining us on Fox News podcast about semi professional football. Yeah, well, Chairman Mao, a, yeah. lie, a lie told ten thousand times becomes the truth, so we just got to keep repeating it. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, quite like that. Of all the sayings that we put on the podcast, that's probably the most um, accurate one. Yeah, like my shoddy ones last week. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, that is part one done of an absolutely bonkers round of football. And it was a long one this week, but I mean, so many games to get through. And I mean, we had to talk about almost all of them. So, bit of a long one, but... We're going to take a break, have a lie down and uh, rejuvenate ourselves (laughs) for part two of the podcast. We'll go into the more light-hearted part of things. Join us back in a second. Welcome back to part two of the Semi-Pro Party, episode eight, everyone. This is the bit where we kind of turn our attention away from the football as much as we can. We start to talk about some of the fun things that we get to do in our podcast. And we've recovered from what was, frankly, a mega first half of football analysis. God, don't know how the players do it. That was an exhausting (laughs) 40 minutes for me, let alone them. They had to actually play the bloody games. We did a lot of talking. We did, and we're about to do a lot more, because we've got a little bit more to get through. Now... First part. Every, Segment one. Tell yeah. me about it. What are we doing, Will? You every, love it. Every Take it away. sort of week we tend to go to a game. This one crops up. It's my favourite. It's half the reason why I got into this podcast was the uh, $15 meal deal. So Where'd we go this week? So this week we went to Avondale versus Melbourne Knights. It was the first time I had been to Avenger Park. I'm still not totally sold I was going to say, what do you reckon? Avenger Park. Good name, mm. bad name? Bad name. Um, it's just because it's a franchise name. But yeah, 
it's a bad name, but it's kind of done well. I think it's for the record. Absolutely, I don't think it has absolutely any no. Marvel. Absolutely not. But unfortunately, if it, does it kind did, of, the rights to it would be obscene. But it does sort of Ooh. buy into that, so mm. it's sort of like. Uh, what if there's an opportunity to be like, hey, um, Disney? Yeah, jump on. There's a little bit of a f- infringement on your oh branding. Oh, I thought that because <laughs> if I don't like the name Avenger, I can just be like, get changed. I thought you were going to say get Disney on to sponsor Avondale, or just tee that one up. I think it would probably be more the other way around, where Disney would be like, give us. Twenty million dollars in order to use the name Avenger. I don't <laughs> think. I don't think Disney are looking just at getting their claws into. Yeah, yeah. The FFA just gone. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Avenger Park. Meal Avenger deal. Park. Cool. Fifteen dollar meal deal. I absolutely love it. We'll put a photo up on it. Um, first and foremost, had a great chat to the lovely people who work in the uh, canteen there. Do a great job. So the setup is just a pretty standard sort of canteen. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely people. Um, do a great job there. Uh, so for fifteen dollars. This one's a bit special because you got a burger. Yep. Good burger. Happy with the burger. Nice. Potato cake and a Good. beer. Yep. Now, the special thing about that is that the beer is an Avondale specifically brewed beer. Yeah, what are they called? It's I, called the uh, the Avenger Ale. It I is, and I am Not so... Uh, oh, my God. It is the worst name because they could have just gone with the Avondale Ale. Oh! I know, and I was just like, you have absolutely... <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. I know, That's... I was like, you absolutely missed the boat there. But nonetheless... <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, it's like, that's why I was just like, Moo! like how did you not get that? Um, so I'm absolutely stoked with that. Like, that's the first game that I've been to where they've had like a specific, like like a homebrew kind yeah, of like their yeah. own ale there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's brewed by a brewery somewhere. Bone, Bonehead Brewery. Bonehead Brewery, that's the one. So that was a delicious beer. Um, and you know it was great. So the, the way that you sort of purchase meals there is that you got to get your meal tickets. Yeah, so you buy your ticket, then buy take tickets, and you take to the canteen, which yeah. worked well because there's just one point. And obviously, there's the merch there as well. So it's also yeah. very tempted by the merch, but that doesn't fit within the fifteen dollars meal deal. No, but I mean, what do they have? They had scarves and beanies, and it was cold, windy, and oh rainy. God, it was, oh, it was great. Um, but there was one thing that sort of came out of this game, and I actually intrigued to see what people will think of this meal deal related. Meal or? deal related, yeah. yeah. Um. I, I had a, I have a dream now. Woof. Yeah. Okay. Tell me. So I'm wondering if I can sort of Jamie Oliver school dinner style. Yeah. Make a recipe and go to a club and be like, let me into your kitchen for one match day. Yeah. I'll help out the, the canteen team and I'll put my my menu item on the menu. Yeah. And the whole idea is that it's it's a it's a meal deal. So for fifteen bucks, you get oh, like you a, get a meal a, deal. A you get a semi pro body meal deal. Yeah, wow. that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, and I'm like, I was thinking through my head of what could be really nice. So like when we're getting into like midwinter, I was thinking like, how good would like a, a sort of like a, a a meatball hoagie sort of thing be? Yeah, ooh, like because yeah. you've got to think of things that you can sort of make. So, um, any clubs that are out there listening to this, if you've got any at, like aptitude for allowing me into your your kitchen and, and be involved? And so I uh, just so just to clarify, so you don't want to take over the whole canteen. You just no. want to put one fifteen dollar combo special on the menu, yep. designed by you. So yep. whether it's for the club, for, for the, the club, club as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, so none of the money goes to you. All you want is the satisfaction of yeah. putting together your fifteen dollar combo. Whack a semi pro potty label yeah. on it, maybe. Hopefully, yeah. who knows. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's ill-advised for me to go around grounds and to start to critique their food and not be involved in the food process and understand. Love it, yeah. Like, I'm sure there's, like, budgets that they have in all of these yeah. things. So, so, 
And like logistically and cooking and yeah yeah yeah. So look, who knows? Maybe later on the Hit season that up. could be a thing. Hit if anyone up. thinks that's a good idea, let us know because it could also be a shocking idea. It could, it could be good because you could do it. It could be a disaster. Yeah, yeah, and that would be very yeah, outdated. I say. Um, yeah, I just like put lobster ther- thermidor on the menu for fifteen bucks <laughs> and it bankrupts me. Um, anyway, uh, enough about bankrupting. Um, oh, I don't know what segue I'm going to go with this one. I was going to be like. No. No. It's it's not going to work. Anyway, no segue to this one. Branson, how did Southern United go on the weekend? <sighs> um, not great. Not great. Came common, up against, common trend. Yeah. Yeah, well, they came up against top of the table Calder. Aye. Lost 17 nil. That is... 17 goals is many goals yeah. to be giving up in That's, a game. I don't That's think hard. I've ever seen a game... With my own eyes that have leaked that many goals. 17's a lot. To be fair, Southern are on the bottom of the yeah, table. And Calder, Calder, on top. Calder yeah. are on top. They've won all seven of their games this season. Ooh. And they boast a goal difference of plus 44. In seven games? Seven games. So, so, so I'm assuming because who are the two teams that leaked goals? It's, it's Southern, Southern United and Galaxy. Uh, no, no, Senior NTC. Senior NTC, that's one. So the, I'm assuming they played those two. Probably, yes. yes. Okay, but. Cool. But having said 17 0, that's the biggest loss Southern yeah. have had this season. Most of them have been 10, 11, 12 against, yeah. against some of the better sides. Um, Wouldn't mind going out to see Calder then. Lot. If they're on that sort of raging form, you know, I mean, obviously we'd well, be going to Avondale well, on the weekend because they're undefeated and similar stats yeah, for absolutely. Calder. Well, Calder, they finished second last year just behind South Melbourne. Yeah. And then obviously didn't make the final, but. This year, it looks yeah. like they've really they've really sort of taken that next step. I believe they've beaten Berlin. I don't know if they played South Melbourne. Mm. Well, let's uh, let's uh, get ourselves out to a colder game. I'm not sure where they play. Um, you know, we'll find that out because you have just gone deer in headlights no, there, no, no, Brad. No, I have just gone. I don't know where they play. Branson's just looked as if he should know where they well, play. Was, has uh, absolutely well, panicked. Well, I mean, so you're from Adelaide. I'm grew up in Melbourne, born in Melbourne, lived here all my life. Just thinking, like, where even is Calder? He said, I don't know where they're playing. I was just sort of thinking then, I'm like, uh, are they playing Calder? And then I was like, Jeepers, I don't even know the Calder Freeway. Oh, it's not Brands too far. Week. It's like, no, like a bit up from St Albans. I love the live Google Maps in here. Yeah, of course. So uh, where is it? So we've got like Broadmeadows, Taylor's Lake sort of area. Can you zoom in a bit more? Uh, I don't really want to. This <laughs> is love great to radio <laughs> content. Shout out it? to anyone Tullamarine. actually. Oh, it's right near Green Gully. Oh, Okay. Interesting. Nice. So not too I will, yes. you, well. You know, also I love the um, I love the drinking game of planes. Yeah. So yeah. heading out to a colder game that mm. ticks all the boxes. Apologies um, to anyone who knew exactly where, where Calder was, was. <laughs> exactly where they played. When we had to quickly Google that. <laughs> but yes. Anyways, Southern United. No, 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 no luck this week. No. There, yes, but we will get to one bit about Southern United later on. That's my favourite thing, and it's a good segue finally by me into what we liked. Um, so Branson, do you want to kick us off with sort of what you liked out of the NPL this week? Because this well, is the bit where we just sort of go, what's good? Yeah. Don't focus on the bad, what's good? Well, the thing that I liked was, plain and simple, Friday night. What mm. a night. I mean, we got to see the best of the NPL. It's the perfect example of why the NPL is so great. Four yeah. fixtures... And all of them, didn't matter which game you went to on Friday night, you would have had a great footballing experience. Yeah. It was something worth seeing. You know, so there was thumping wins. Yeah. There was late drama, classic comebacks, plenty of goals across the board. I think there was a tweet as well. I 
don't know who sent it out. Um, uh, do you know? I don't know what tweet you're talking about, so I the can't tweet, possibly so, so, mention. So someone, someone who said on yeah, Twitter, oh, so oh, NPL Victoria is like the best. Yeah. Thing in the world Liam, Liam, Liam Milos, uh, we retweeted it. He just said, NPL Victoria is by far the best thing about Australian oh, yeah. football. And, and, I'm like, and that is the perfect summary of, of it at the moment. You know, exactly. we're, we're what, uh, eight rounds in? Going into journey. the eighth round. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're uh, in our eighth episode, we're very new in this journey. And that week was absolutely everything that we well, got in. And in particularly Friday for. night. And it's just plenty of action, plenty of excitement, plenty of drama. Mm. And we were A-League fans before this mm. and I'll be honest since the NPL has started I just don't care about I the A-League I could not give a brass I mean, razoo about I it I mean I'm a City fan and I'll be honest City at the moment mm. are very droppable you know yeah. attendance is down Fornaroli's not in the yeah. club's not doing what a great shape yep. exactly Adelaide United same thing you know we're oh, not scoring but, goals we're not playing great football we've apparently got rid the, of our manager who I actually quite like so well, yeah. I, saw, I saw an ad uh, for what is it the uh Big blue this weekend, Sydney against the victory. I'm like, ugh, it's the third time they've played this season. Yeah. I'm so disinterested. And then, you know, in comparison, you've got South Melbourne, South Melbourne, Melbourne Knights this weekend, the original Melbourne Derby. There's only two yeah. a year, and it's just far less yeah. stale. And you just sort of know that there's a very high likelihood of because it's a little bit worse, it's just going to be so much better. Yeah, and, and look, further on to that little point as well about how much better we're finding um, the National Premier Leagues and the A-League, there, there was a paper released last night by the New Leagues Working Group, yep. which started to detail some of their, yeah, yeah, yeah. their ideas. So, so we're sort of going to disseminate that one first, have a look through it and, and sort of review it, yep. probably in next week's episode, but... Um, you know, at this stage, there's some concerning things in there that are looking. They're just ma- looking at making more franchises, and that's like exactly the thing that I dangerous. Don't want. Yeah. It's dangerous. You've I... got these. You've got these clubs there. Give them, give them the support that they need to become themselves and be unique yeah. instead of homogenising this. What's well, so this weird? And again, I don't want to go into too much detail, but like you know, the MPL is going through their own reformat. So at the moment, you know, you've got MPL, then you've got the two second division. Yeah. Uh, uh, so what they're going to do is the, it's going to be a linear format. So you're yeah. going to MPL one, MPL two. I think the bottom four teams from both MPL two conferences this year essentially get relegated yeah. into a third league. So then there's one MPL two, one third yeah. division, yeah. which is great. And it seems like I mean, who would have thought like a right... linear structure would be the most logical way to do like awesome. a progression and, system? Yeah, but that's great because then you know you'd think that those teams at the top would be really good and. And most of them could potentially make that jump. But anyway, what I liked Friday night, everything that was great about the NPL, great fixtures, great results. Yeah, I Loved think it. I think I, I got couldn't, home. Couldn't ask for anything yeah. more. I got home and I watched the Dandenong City game in bed. Yeah, at about eleven thirty, and I was like, Shout afraid to, that I woke up my housemates. I was like, bloody hell! Shout out to the live stream. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thanks. Anyway, guys. well, what did you like? Um, I had an absolute plethora of things. Um, first and foremost, the weather. Classic a lot book. of people hated the weather. No. I love this weather. I'm, so I'm pro winter. I was always looking forward to a game where I could go stand in the rain and watch some good semi professional football. And this felt like football yes, weather. You know, did. earlier, you know, 28, 30, whatever it was, sunny, getting sunburned. No. Nah. None of that. Too hot, we were water at... breaks. This felt like football yeah. weather for um, the first time this year. Yeah, and look, I think I spoke before about their commentator at the Port Melbourne game who was uh, having an absolute mare of it. So. You know, shout out to to those guys for oh, just braving the storm. It's um, 
yeah, it's, it's pretty painful out there. But, uh, look, so I love the weather. I'm looking forward to more of it. Um, you know, that Avondale game was sunny, cold, rainy, windy, all of the above. I just loved it. It was great. Um, what else on. did you like? So the, there was a guy at the Oakley Cannons game. I'm not sure we saw this. this oh, is yeah, so I, did, I did say this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's uh, dishing out his glasses to the fourth official. Yeah, and there's and, a photo of it, yeah. too, of him oh. walking up to him and... Oh, Offering the glasses, leaning over the fence, giving to him. So good. And like, it's such a classic, oh, do you need glasses, ref? Yeah, but it's Across like, every sporting game. You could be so lazy as to yell it from your seat, but to actually get out yeah. and go up and just do, like, like yeah. hand them over yeah. the fence. Nah, and just... again, the best part about like, you know, semi-professional football is that access. Like, you can't yeah, you do, can you do, that. do that at yeah. an A-League game. Yeah, no, or, I loved it. Or anything else. Um, And then final one from me, while we're at the Avondale... Um, uh, the Avondale Melbourne Knights game. I was talking to a couple of the ladies who play for the um, Avondale women's team. Yep. Which I believe are in the fourth division or something. State League State yeah, League Four. Yeah. Anyway. Around there. Yep. Um, and obviously Southern United's my team. Yep. It's talking Our to team. one of them. Yeah. You might be able to. Whoa. And she was like, I played for them last season. And I was like, this is the weirdest question for someone you've just <laughs> met to ask you, but can I have your kit? And she's yep. like, yeah, sure. You can be part of everyone. I'm like Ooh. Southern. I could get my hands on a Southern United kit, which Keep would just your be eyes peeled for an upcoming kit bag. Segment. Yeah. So that was that was something that I liked out of the weekend. Love so it. that was what we liked. Branson, we go. We started doing this one every week. Yep. We kind of not happy with it, are we? Talk me through Wheel of Misfortune. Well, so we're not thrilled. So, for those of you who have listened to, you know, previous episodes, we've busted out the Random Picker app, app I downloaded on my phone from the Google Play Store, and we've used it to try to predict random results. Yeah. Something that's going to happen from the weekend. And we've got close. We have. So, you know, shout out last week, we said which game's going to be, you know, a nil or draw, and I think you might have said just like a boring draw. Yeah. And the picker did pick South Melbourne Green Gully, which was the only draw of the the oh, only, like, pretty much the only game that didn't have six goals. Yeah, well, in exactly. It. <laughs> it was the only draw of the game. One all. It wasn't nil nil. So, stick with me here. So, drawing some abstracts. If we were to classify those picks from the wheel as results, win loss draw. I'd say it's got two draws. Didn't get the result. Okay, so it got close, correct. but it didn't yeah. get it fully correct. Exactly. But but at the same time, it didn't get it wrong. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's not so, a good run of form. Yeah. So two draws, um, and we're not happy with that. No. We, I mean. We don't want to settle for mediocrity. Draws aren't good enough. We want wins. So what we're going to do, Will, is we're going to... We're I going reckon... To, I, I think I know where you're going with this yeah, one, mate. We're going to bench it. Will and Misfortune yeah, put it on, on the, the pine. Yep. Yeah. We're going to give it some time, find some form in the reserves. Now, and you what, can only bench someone if you've got something better to bring on. And I think... We, well, I we, think I know where you're going with We have it, something better. So what we're going to do is we're going to unleash George. 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 Absolutely. So we, but we're serious. Yep. We're gonna because no one at this moment knows who George is. No, and so, I'm. So this for, could go one of two ways. This it, could go really well, or we could get like hate mail for yep. days. No, we won't. Surely not. People will love it. So George, bit of bit of a. He's going to come in and he's going to pick our results for us. We're going to bring him mm. in as a special guest. He's gonna. We're going to give him match of the round. Whatever. Two options. He's going to pick it. He's got a bit of a history of being good at this sort of stuff. He's, I think he's currently third in our fantasy A-League comp. What? Hang on. So, George is third. Yes, he is. Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was on top for a long time. Big Phoenix fan he is. Uh, so had a lot of Phoenix players. So rode the wave of their success. Anyway, 
George is going to pick our results. And yeah. the interesting thing here is, so George is a rabbit. Yeah. He is my He's pet, <laughs> my pet rabbit. Yeah. He's a, for those playing at home, he's a giant New Zealand rabbit, uh, real species. He's a big fella. Yeah. And so what we're going to do is we're going to get him to predict results, much in the way every World Cup... Every World Cup, they bring out, like, a fucking bear that's going to predict, like, Russia versus the Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, psychic octopus. That was not a fixture in the World Cup, was it? (laughs) Wow. That was a bit dicey. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you know, psychic octopus, psychic, whatever, picks the result. We're going to do our version of that. So we're going to set up George. Uh, We'll leave a bit of a teaser here, because we'll actually film it, and we'll upload it to our social media of George... With yeah. the two options, what we're going to do, get the ball rolling, South Melbourne against the Knights. Yeah, that the is original match Melbourne. of the round, yeah. in my opinion. So, yes, I think we get George to jump in on that one. Pick the results. To be fair, it will be, I mean, in this case, we won't put a draw in. George is going to pick a winner. We might maybe Oh, there's going to be a winner. There's going to be a winner out of it. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that derby doesn't... That's like we said, we don't want draws. No. So George is going to pick a winner. We'll film it, put it on social media. We'll see who he picks and we'll see how he goes. Hopefully he does well. But, I mean, tune into our, our socials to see the footage of his live pick. Yeah. And tune in next week Look, to, see, to see how he goes. I absolutely love George. I feel like we're putting too much pressure on him. I reckon he wants it. Oh, he's always hungry. He's off the pine and he's hungry. He is literally hungry. He eats so much food. He does. Yeah. Excellent. (laughs) Well, (laughs) now that we've sort of in a long-winded way decided we're not doing the the Wheel of Misfortune, um, we need to come up with a name for that segment, by the way. We'll, no, not now. No, no absolutely. We come up with trash and we try and cut the I think Brian, under pressure for the green on green derby, came up with the green... Battle or the something. green machine uh, mean I don't thing. Know, no, I yeah. came up with trash. Yeah, and garbage. Considering my job is literally writing headlines, yeah. I mean, you think I'd be good? No, no good. Absolutely um, no good. When we put the video up, let us know what you think the segment should be called. Because yeah. when you see George, I think it'll come to you. He's a gigantically cute rabbit. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> shout outs. Yeah, shout, shout outs. outs. Moving on. Shout out section. Love shout outs. Branson, your shout outs of the week. What have you got? Uh, first one. Spectator behaviour at Avondale. Yep. So we glossed... Oh, we didn't gloss over, but we chatted about it a little bit. Uh, there weren't a ton of Knights fans there, but some were, and I just thought that it was good for the NPL that there was no major issue, no talking yeah. point at that game. I mean, there weren't many Knights fans there. We were there. There was a little bit of heckling. There was heckling, a bit of niggle. There was a little niggle. There but was, it was a, a little, but it was so, it didn't cross that line. And yeah. I think that is key. It was just a little bit of um, not even. It like, was a rivalry. Even, it's a rivalry. But it, it wasn't even it was like, a, like you yeah. know a verbal yelling match. It was more sort of loud bantering. Like, yeah. As you get at football, you know, you, yeah. you score, and you know the Knights fans were chirping. Then yeah. Avondale retake the lead. They're chirping. Yeah. So it was all relatively controlled. And I just think I know the Knights fans boycotted it. But I just think that that, for the MPL as a whole, is a good result yeah. because they, I mean, you don't want anything to do with spectator violence, any sort of incidents. Oh, the media jumps and, on it, and it's it's so unnecessary because like it's we've got a good thing going here. Exactly, and, and it's just it would just damage the league's yep. image. And when the league is so good, in particularly compared to the A League, I just thought. I was glad that there was no off the field talking point as far as fans yeah. go from that game. I thought yeah. that I thought that was a big big positive. Yeah. What about you, mate? 
Um, so I sort of called out before, the weather was pretty bad over the weekend, which I loved, but a big shout out to the commentators and the cameramen who have to perch themselves up <laughs> in a, a pretty precarious position and, and, and stand there for 90 minutes. That would have been bitterly cold Ex- and... Exposed to the rain yeah, and the wind. Yeah, so... And look, it's big only shout gonna get, out. only going to get cold. I know. Big shout out to you guys. Um, look, you... Send us a tweet if you're doing anything. We'll run you a cup of tea or something at yeah. half time because and we love the work. Yeah, you do a great it's job. It's well worth it. Um, Bran, next one from you. Well, I just want to give a little bit of a shout out to Green Gully and Avondale. They uh, have very kindly supplied me with two kits. Yeah, in two in, weeks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One from Green Gully last week. One from Avondale this week. Love it. Love the kit bag segment. Uh, it's great to wear. You know, all kind of kits and jerseys from around the world but you know we're an NPL podcast so I really really like to you know represent the NPL and yeah. I want to give a shout out and a call out to any any club state league NPL yeah. Vic whatever we want to wear your kit if you can hook us up with one that'd be great I'll get in touch. I've been sending feelers out. You know, we want yeah. to wear it. We take oh, we a We want to get to know your clubs as well. It's, you know, we, you know it's, it's a good it's part ch- of it. Exactly. And it's a good chance to talk about the club a little bit. Maybe we can do even spend more time chatting about that particular club. But, you know, we post the photo on social media. So thanks, Avanel. Thanks, Green Gully. And yeah, if anyone else lovely. wants to help us tea at the kit, I'd love it. Will. That, that kind of goes into my one nicely as well. Is I just want to do a shout out to all of our followers. You know, yeah. last week. You know, last week we posted the episode, and we got a couple, couple more retweets than usual, a couple more sort of comments from everyone. Yeah, and, a lot of love. Um, and we're, you know, we're doing this, you know, half for ourselves, but also because we realised there was probably a bit of a gap in the market of an overall summary of the league that was a little bit more light-hearted, a little bit more fun, and, and kind of celebrated the good things about it. So, ultimately, we want you guys to enjoy it, and the fact that you guys are sharing our stuff, it, it just means that we're, we're starting to get far more reach than we thought we were. So, Which is excellent. You know, all we have to do is sit in a room and talk about football. The job's pretty easy for us, but for you guys to listen and make time for us, we absolutely appreciate it. So, big shout-out to you guys. And the other thing as well is, you know, obviously, thank you for doing that, but if you want to give us any feedback, things you like, things you want to hear us talk about more, segment yeah. ideas, get involved. We want involvement. We want engagement. Yeah. Love it. All of it. Yeah. More of everything. We're happy with what we're doing. And that pretty much ties us up nicely to the end of part two. We'll be back shortly for part three. We'll preview this weekend's upcoming fixtures. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three, the final part preview section where we'll start to take a look at this week's fixtures. Now, Branson, what have we got on for Friday night? Some good ones. Firstly, we have the Melbourne Knights taking on South Melbourne in the original Melbourne Derby. Dandenong City taking on Oakley Cannons. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, Battle of the Cellar Dwellers, last against second last. Yep. Uh, and lastly, on Friday night, Heidelberg versus Kingston City. So three lovely games coming up over there. Nice. Will, what's happening on uh, what's happening on Saturday? So Saturday we've got Green Gully versus Pasco Vale. Um, we've got Altona Magic versus Bentley. Hume City versus Avondale, which I'm very intrigued by because Hume seem to be pretty shaky in defence at the moment. Avondale, like, wow, just well, when are they going to go behind? Well, and Hume just gave up five goals to Port Melbourne, yeah. who struggled to score, so, and they're now coming up against the league's yeah. best, highest scoring team. Yeah. 
um, could be bad. Yeah, but the, far, the the last game on Saturday that we got is Daniel Thunder versus Port Melbourne, which I think is going to be very interesting because both teams, very good wins this week. Port yep. Melbourne, obviously, totally. just walked it totally. in 5-1, starting to look to get some of that form that I've been sort of talking about them for. And Dandenong Thunder, massive comeback. So they'll be high after that win. Yep, Well, uh, and Port Melbourne, one spot behind the Thunder on the yeah. ladder, a win there, and they overtake them and Port Melbourne all of a sudden would be within touching distance yep. of that top six. With their or thereabouts. Um, Southern United, Branson, what have they got on this week? Well, they're taking on Senior NTC this ah, week. Ah, yes, the so, other not great team. Yeah, so battle of the bottom two. Uh, great chance for Southern to get a result here. Yeah. Uh, we've sort of been, I mean, every week they kind of come up against the team and they seem to be comprehensively beaten. You know, we went to their game against Alamein and they did just look outclassed, outmatched. Yep. Unfortunate. Taking on NTC, great chance for both teams, I must say, to get a result. I mean, yep. neither team has won this year. They'll both obviously be wanting to win. Yep. But hopefully for our our favourite team, Southern, they can get the result. 3pm at Monterey Reserve in Frankston, if you can get down there. Hopefully should be a good one. I love it. Um, match of the round. We've got some... I mean... What's your match round? The thing is, I'm exhausted from this round. This round has absolutely exhausted me because there was too many matches of the round. So I don't even know what to call match of the round anymore. But look, for mine, Melbourne Knights, South Melbourne. That stands out. This will be the first Melbourne derby, sort of the original sort of Melbourne derby that I've seen. So very excited for that. I think that's my match of the round. New coach, South Melbourne. Yeah. And also a bit of a late shout-out. But a shout-out, I've seen a bunch of posters around the city. Yes. And on so the yes. Knights have been pumping it on social media. Yep. Um, the classic, uh, what, I don't know, what do you call it? Like radio, not radio, uh, concert style posters that go in like alleyways on the road. Yeah, or whatever. yeah the pay stops. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Saying, you know, the original Melbourne Derby this Friday. Yeah. Melbourne Knights, South Melbourne, get yep. on down. That's great. Great to see. That would um, be so good. My pick for match of the round, Dandy City versus Oakley. Just Ooh. because... I'm expecting this one to be an all-out slugfest. Yeah. I mean, both teams, they love red cards. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, how many people are going to finish this well, that, game? I mean, they love red cards and they love conceding goals. Yeah. So I'm guessing that they're both going to love them even more this week yeah. when they face off, uh, as both sides will be absolutely desperate for a win. Yeah, it's I mean, really getting so to that point now. Of- desperation, goals... Late challenges, I don't know. I'm just yeah. expecting both teams to go absolutely all out. I reckon this could be a uh, could be a really good one. Interesting. And could leave, if, if there is a loser, could leave them in quite a bit of trouble. Yeah, but, and it'll be interesting to see as well, because this will be the first um, first round as well where we get George in. George yes, the course. Rabbit will be throwing yep. his, uh, his recommendation yep. to the ring. So Stay tuned, check out social media. We'll put the video up. Yep, exactly. So, look, and that pretty much wraps us up for this week. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening to us on your drives, on your walks, on your runs, whatever you do, if you're in the office. Um, Follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Um, Hit us up. Yep, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about semi-professional football for our eighth episode. Ladies and gentlemen, keep it semi-professional. Hey, guys, thanks again for listening. Just a quick reminder, we do have a special episode this week. I sit down with Green Gully striker Alex Salmon. We'll be releasing it separately. Make sure to tune in, give it a listen, learn a bit more about him and Green Gully's season so far. Thanks again for listening, guys.